everyone, and welcome to the Grain by Train podcast for Grain Week 36. I'm Jeff English from Pulse Canada, filling in for your regular host, Greg Northey, who's away this week. But with me, as always, is Milt Poirier of QGI Consulting, who manages the Ag Transport Coalition, a consortium of agriculture groups that produce data and reports on rail service and performance. Milt, how's it going today? Good, Jeff. How are you? Oh, not too bad. Braving the last of winter. I understand Edmonton's in for a bit of a touch as well. Yes, indeed. We got a touch of winter yesterday and the sun is shining this morning and we're hopeful it's all going to melt away in the next day or so. Well, I like that sense of optimism. And I think if we want to dive into the week 36 numbers, maybe a little bit of that optimism carries through. Uh, What did you see for Green Week 36? A bit of a mixed bag, to be honest. Um, CP continued uh, good performance and CN took a bit of a step back after we saw them kind of climb the performance hill for a couple of weeks in a row. Um, a couple of fronts for CN actually, where the news was less than positive in week 36, their order fulfillment performance declined from 81% in week 35 down to 71% in week 36. And in addition to that, um, their outstanding order count after going down pretty steadily for uh the better part of a month, uh, jumped back up over 500. Not quite sure exactly why that is, uh, but that's what the numbers are telling us. And when we look at performance uh, for CN, you know, when we dive inside the numbers, it's pretty broad-based, the decline in performance. You know, performance went down week over week in four out of six corridors, uh, led principally by Prince Rupert and Thunder Bay, where, you know, even though shipper demand declined by some 40% from week 35, uh, CN struggled to get to 75% order fulfillment in both those corridors, and they were 95% or better in the prior week. So kind of some contradictory information there, but um, CP, on the other hand, uh, nearly perfect um, at 99% and now have been above the 90% performance threshold for two weeks in a row, three out of the last five. So that's a very positive trend and development. And their outstanding order counts, uh, even though they were sitting at 1300 plus just two weeks ago, are now down to zero, which is a really good sign. Yeah, it's almost incredible if you think about it from CP in the context of 99% fulfillment, as well as as knocking off those outstanding order counts. do we have any insights into what what could have been the the driver behind that, or is it just to kind of wait and see? Uh, it's tough to tell, you know, with the visibility that we've got. It is a tremendous achievement, by the way, and it's not something that we've seen really this year. Um, you know, once the railways, both CN and CP, kind of got behind in mid-November, um, they've kind of traded off between trying to improve week-to-week order fulfillment performance versus reducing outstanding order count, but there have been few weeks and they've been far between where we've seen improvements in both areas. Um, I mean, when you get right down to it, what CP did is they spotted more cars. Uh, Now, why they spotted more cars is a very good question. Our data does not give us that visibility. So have they brought on more train crews? Are they running more trains or are they just executing better in the last couple of weeks? Probably a combination of the two, but with the data we've got, we can't really uh, pick those reasons apart. Well, thanks, Mel. Why don't we jump into provincial performance? Because there are a few different stories being told here, the closer you look, uh, mainly starting with Alberta, where you see a big discrepancy between CP and CN in, in terms of 
performance percentages. Uh, what can you tell us there? Yeah, well, I mean, as a, a general statement, you know, what we saw on the top line with CN declining this week and CP improving this week kind of found its way uh, pretty consistently um, into the performance for the individual provinces. Alberta, um, as you say, uh, particularly for CN, showed us a pretty stark change week to week. You know, they were 83% in week 35 and demand actually dropped. Um, and despite that, uh, CN uh, managed to only come in at 53%. So um, not a good week for Alberta shippers. And uh, they have seen their share of service woes this year, as we know, and we've talked about it repeatedly on the podcast. As always, the West Coast is the big driver for shippers out of Alberta. And uh, in week 35, when CN's overall performance was very good, they were very good in both those corridors, 90% plus. And in week 36, not so much, only 60% to Vancouver, actually 0% for Prince Rupert. So when those two corridors represent, you know, more than 90% of the demand in a week, and uh, you don't do well in them, it, it pretty much writes the story. CP, on the other hand, they did dip a little bit, but, you know, they dipped from perfection down to 97%. So not really much of a story there. Um, what the story really is for Alberta shippers for CP is the fact that CP has been above the 90% threshold um, for order fulfillment for four weeks in a row, um, which, you know, is not something we've seen since uh, October and the early part of November. So, you know, kudos to them on, on sustained improvement and, and performance in the last month. Manitoba, um, in some respects, not a lot different than, than Alberta. You know, the drop on CN side was not as significant, uh, 67% down from 96%. Um, but nonetheless, you know, they were going in the wrong direction. Um, CP, another good improvement, almost perfect at 98%. And really for both railways, the story, as we've talked about in prior weeks, is, is centering on Thunder Bay. Uh, we're in the time of year where volumes to Thunder Bay are ramping up. The seaway has opened. A lot of that traffic originates in Manitoba. And that corridor has in recent weeks and will continue to, I think, in the coming weeks, um, you know, be the overall driver for both railways on their performance in Manitoba. And this week it was not good for CN, um, 71%. And for CP, it was great at 97%. And for both railways, performance in that corridor kind of carried the day. Saskatchewan, a little bit uh, kind of in the middle, if you will. Um, uh, improvements for both CN and CP. Um, so, C, you know, CN kind of bucked the overall trend in Saskatchewan, um, which is a good thing. Uh, performance has improved for them for two weeks in a row. Uh, and at 86% in week 36, um, you know, that's the second time they've hit that number in the last uh, six weeks. And that's the best level of performance we've seen going all the way back to the middle of December. So kind of a positive story developing in Saskatchewan for CN, but as always, it's a question of sustainability and we will see if that holds in the coming weeks. CP, good, uh, great, actually 100%, uh, slightly higher demand uh, in Saskatchewan and they were pretty much perfect in all corridors. So um, 
not much of a story there other than, you know, really good performance. Thanks, Milton. You know, when I look at the numbers and the charts, basically since about grain week, I think 15, 16, we've seen that, you know, decline and rise and, you know, you've, you've called it before a yo-yo effect just across the board. We're talking about coming out of winter. I feel like we've been talking about that for the last couple of months, but it's getting a little bit more real. Should we expect to see, you know, looking forward performance start to, to settle off a little bit and, and maintain kind of in that 80 plus percentage range um, for each railway? Um, can you touch a little bit on that? And then maybe just, you know, where do you expect demand is going to be kind of as, as we start to hit those spring and summer months? Those are great questions. Um, you know, our crystal ball hasn't been the best this year. So predicting performance going forward is, is a bit of a mugs game. Um, I mean, we have good visibility, but uh, there's lots of stuff going on in the railways that, you know, we can't see. Um, having said that, I think the recent trend in the last four weeks from CP has been uh, more positive than it has been negative. The fact that they've completely eliminated their outstanding orders coming out of week 36 um, is a very good sign. If nothing else would allow them to focus their assets on current week orders. So, you know, uh, continued good performance from CP, I think is, is probably a realistic expectation. CN, not sure. They've, uh, you know, as you say, we've seen a lot of yo-yo performance uh, since the middle of November from CN. Um, and this week, you know, after two good weeks, kind of turned the corner and went the wrong way. So they're a little bit harder to predict. Um, but given where we are in the year, uh, the improving weather, despite, you know, the snow that we had in Manitoba and Alberta in the last 10 days, uh, are good signs for, you know, hopeful uh, improvement in performance for them as well. Demand, I don't think, is, uh, is going to change significantly. The story remains pretty much as it has been all year, which is that demand is significantly lower uh, this year than last. Just to put that in context, uh, weeks 37 and 38, we're looking at about 4,000 orders a week, uh, give or take in total for CN and CP, uh, which is pretty much what we saw in week 36 and just a touch higher than we saw in week 35. Um, but if you look at last year, that same time frame, uh, shippers were ordering 9,000 cars a week. So we're actually flying at about uh, less than half the demand levels we were seeing at this time last year. Don't see anything that's going to change that as we work our way towards the end of the grain year. Uh, some shippers are starting to signal that, you know, the decline in demand uh, could very well accelerate in the coming weeks uh, and that there will actually be very little grain to move by the time we get to, you know, the end of May and into June. So um, demand will remain low uh, and we remain optimistic for good performance. But as always, uh, the coming weeks will tell us. All right. Thanks, Milt. Um, you know, appreciate your insight at always. And, and thanks to everybody for listening. Uh, for those of you interested in reading the reports in full, you can do so anytime at agtransportcoalition.com. Thanks for listening and we'll see you again next week. 